Welcome to Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids, where we look back on the church fathers who raised the ramparts which defend our faith to present day. This episode we are learning about John Knox. You might be familiar with him for being called Father of the Presbyterian Church and Father of the Scottish Reformation. Let's take a closer look. My name is Grant, and joined with me is my beautiful wife, Erica. Hello, everyone. And my eldest child, Lila. Hello. My middlest kid, Edward. Hey, y'all. And the littlest sapling of ours, Nora. Hi. All right, on this episode, we are going to talk about one of the greatest reformers, one of the greatest uh, men who helped spread the Reformation all over Europe, and that man is John Knox. Pretty awesome name, huh? Mm-hmm, yeah. A lot of great church leaders named John. Yeah. It's still John. John. No. <laughs> the K is silent, Eddie. It's tricky, huh? Kind of like knife. So do you guys know where John Knox is from? London. No, well, he's he from... he was called the father of the Scottish Reformation. So where do you think he'd be from? Scotland? Scotland. Oh. Lila's all red right now. <laughs> so he was born around 1513, right there in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And he came to faith a little bit later in life. Mm-hmm. He was about 40. Yeah, and he fell in line with the Reformation and with the Protestant faith of that time Mm -hmm. in the uh, middle to late 1500s there. John Knox was in England, and under the reign of King Edward VI, who was just a little boy, appointed John Knox as one of the chaplains. And so we know King Edward VI was a Protestant, was a strong Protestant. And if you listen to our episode on Lady Jane Grey, you know that King Edward VI uh, died very young, mm-hmm. but wanted to preserve the Protestant faith in England. And so he kind of restructured his father's will so that Lady Jane Grey got the throne, not the his Catholic, Catholic uh, sister Mary. Mm-hmm. Mary didn't like that very much. Had Lady Jane Grey killed, tried for treason. Mm-hmm. So then we have Bloody Mary, Mary on the throne. the throne. Now, she was a staunch Catholic. That means she loved the Catholic Church and did not like Protestants at all. Bloody Mary, whenever someone disagrees with her, they, she'd probably kill him. That's how she got the name. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So, once Bloody Mary, when Mary Tudor took the throne, then John Knox left England. He fled to Geneva. Mm-hmm. He fled and went under the tutelage he learned from John Calvin. Ooh. That's where John Calvin was, was in Geneva. And there were a lot of refugees from England and from a lot of other countries, France. Mm-hmm. That fled to Geneva and parts of Germany because those parts were sympathetic to the Reformation. Of course, that's where Martin Luther was from, Germany. And so a lot of refugees fled there. And that's why John Knox fled with the refugees. So isn't it kind of cool that John Knox was friends with John Calvin? Yeah, that's pretty cool. If I was friends with John Calvin, I'd be I'd be so excited and be like, oh, what do I say? I would be like, hey, John C. and John K. So did you know that John Knox actually asked John Calvin a lot of questions? He was just learning about his faith, and he was able to go to John Calvin, and and John Calvin taught him some stuff. And a lot of the questions that John Knox had, what kind of role the church would have, and what kind of roles that the government would have. 
who had most authority and who should the people, the Christian people, listen to, the church or their government. And a lot of our ideas about how our government is run in this country really do come from John Knox's teachings. There's a separation of the church's authority and the government's authority. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. What kind of pastor do you think John Knox would become after learning under John Calvin? Baptist. What? They become Baptist. No. No, because John Knox was the father of Presbyterianism. Presbyterian? Do you think he would be a foolish and lazy pastor? No. So what kind of pastor do you think he would be after studying under John Calvin? He would be a pretty smart man. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. I think he would be a smart man. I think he would be a hard worker. Nice. Do you think he would have good theology? I think he would be good at theology. Theology, yeah. And you know what? Studying there under John Calvin gave John Knox a deep desire to go back to Scotland. He saw the great work that Calvin was doing there in Geneva, in Switzerland, and he just thought, this needs to happen to Scotland. He felt burdened for his home country. And then when Mary, Queen of Scots, took the throne, even though she was Catholic, she still allowed Scotland to kind of do church their own way. Yeah, she kind of tried to play the middle ground a little bit. She's like, I'm Catholic, but to some extent, if you want to be Protestant, that's okay too. Let's just all get along is kind of how she tried to play. So John Knox went back up to Scotland. What do you think he did once he got back up there? Do you think he left Catholicism as the main church in Scotland? Do you think he was okay with everyone else there being Catholic? No. Uh, he wanted it to be Presbyterian. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he took Woo-hoo! he took the teachings of John Calvin and applied it to the country of Scotland. And John Knox was the main influencer in founding the Presbyterian Church of Scotland. Mm-hmm. So John Knox was Presby? <laughs> yes, he was. And most Presbyterian churches in America have their heritage in the Presbyterian Church of Scotland. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. And even even churches that aren't Presbyterian still have gained a lot of rich theology from John Knox. And like I said earlier, even just our governing systems have been influenced by John Knox. That's why our president can't tell us what religion we have to practice. Because the government doesn't have that type of authority over us, right? We have freedom to practice the religion that we want. That is an idea that came from John Knox. Pretty cool. And you know, one of the things that John Knox said is often repeated, he would pray to God, give me Scotland or I die. What we see in John Knox is such a deep desire and such a big heart for his country to be one for Christ. And he believed that that was God's heart was to was to change Scotland and to make them understand the salvation of Christ properly. He believed that and he fought for that. His graveside regent said of John Knox, here lies one who neither flattered nor feared any flesh. What does that mean? He neither flattered nor feared any flesh. I was just going to ask that. What does it mean? What do you got, Eddie? Um, It means that he didn't care if he got um uh, treated disrespectfully, if he preached this gospel, and, and he feared no man if he wanted to preach his gospel. And, and he would even preach his gospel 
even if it meant for him to die. He didn't try to say nice things to rulers in order to gain their favor for them to be nice to him. He didn't just say things that made them feel good so they'd be nice to him. He wasn't the teacher's pet. And also, he didn't fear if they were angry with him. If Mary, Queen of Scots, was angry at him, it it didn't bother him at all. And a a lot of other reformers of that time were scared of Mary, Queen of Scots. Because they knew that she held a lot of power. And so when they came face to face with her, a lot of them would just kind of agree to whatever it is that she wanted them to do. But Mary, Queen of Scots, had said many times that John Knox was a thorn in her side. And he just (laughs) wouldn't go away. He was like an annoying little gnat who just wouldn't go away. (laughs) And he actually met with Mary, Queen of Scots, and they had conversations. She would try and convince him to change his mind, and do you think he was flattering to her? No. No, he was probably like, okay, probably didn't care. He didn't care at all. He told her the truth of what God's word said, and it made her angry. Yeah, and he even repeatedly told her that she should abandon her Catholic beliefs and become a Protestant, and then she was accused of being involved in her husband's murder and John Knox said she should be she should get the death penalty for it. Yeah. He was not afraid of the top leaders and rulers being angry with him or disagreeing with him. So why do you guys think that learning about John Knox could be important? Uh, because, because he was a very faithful man and he didn't let go of his faithfulness of his beliefs. Mhm. And though that that the queen t- told him that she had power and that she could do anything she wanted to him. He still didn't go with her. Cool. Nora, what did you like about John Knox's story? I like he was the chaplain for the king. You like that he was the chaplain for the king? That's pretty cool, huh? He had some influence over the throne. Mm Mm-hmm. Lila, what do you think? I think that it's pretty cool that he wouldn't let go of his faith. What could we learn from... His love for his home country. Do you think that there's a lesson for us? When we look at our home country, what's our home country? America. Wherever people are listening from, might be Mexico or Canada or somewhere in Europe or Asia. Regardless of where you're listening from, God has placed you exactly where he wants you for right now. And we should be faithful, be faithful witnesses in the country, in the place and time that God has has ordained for all of us to live. You are a little missionary exactly where God wants you. And John Knox was a missionary to his home country. He went back to Scotland and preached God's word there and changed Scotland forever. He went back to Scott to change the whole state. Country. Yep. <clears throat> the Great Commission tells us that Jesus wants us to disciple the nations. Yeah. So that means our nation and all the other nations of the world. So we should, the same as John Knox, pray, give us America or we die. We should have that same fervor. Mm-hmm. We should have that same motivation for the gospel to be spread all over our nation. Just like John Knox wanted the gospel to spread all over Scotland. Pretty cool, huh? Uh-huh. But did he ever get murdered? Nope. No, nope. He died of a sickness, and he died at around 58 years old. Yep. He was a pastor until he died. Pretty awesome. Never gave up. What a faithful ministry. Did he preach to a Presbyterian 
church? Yep, because that was the Church of Scotland by the time he died. It was the Presbyterian Church of Scotland. That was the name. We hope that learning about John Knox was beneficial and edifying. And we hope that you come back next week for another episode of Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids. See you.